Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the sending a text to a demon to settle the score edition. <laughs> I mean, this has to be my, my favorite edition oh, ever. Good. I, it's the most it's so relatable. <laughs> it's incredibly relatable. I mean, if I had access to like a demon that I could just text, I would be settling scores left and right. Yeah, this episode is just, you're just going to, you're going to find yourself saying, yeah, I, I would have done that. I, I think I this is going to be very relatable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is episode 044, What the Hex? How Ancient Greeks Cursed the Living. Amazing. That's right. Amazing. <laughs> the, the living, we're, we're fucking suckers. Curse, <laughs> curse us. So <clears throat> I am Jill Chacha and I am with the absolutely beaming Marissa Riley. Thank you. That's me. <laughs> Just the just the fact that we might be dealing with magic, even as a That's mite, right. just makes me so happy. <laughs> That's right. And uh, if this is your first time listening, well, welcome to the flock. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold, I and uh, she learns everything in real time, just like you. So It's true. We're in the same boat, <laughs> listeners. I have no idea what's about to happen, <laughs> but it might involve magic today. Oh, it absolutely involves magic. Amazing. It involves... There's just ancient, ancient magic and ancient shade being thrown. Oh, I, I love some ancient shade. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess, I guess we should get to it. Let's do it. Okay. Now, in our previous episode, episode 043, we covered three amazing ancient discoveries. And if you haven't had a listen, please do. And I won't give away anything here today. But we did talk about what could be possibly the first barbecue joint. It's true. Um, <laughs> it may or may not be amazing as yeah. well. Oh, it, it's totally amazing. Yeah. Uh, there was also the Devil's Trail. Actually, there were, yeah. it was kind of like three Devil's That's Trails. Right. That's right. There were three Devil's Trails. Trace so. Devil's Trails. <laughs> you got to listen to find out what the hell is going on there. Uh, Satan made a brief appearance. Yep. And uh, while I was doing research for that episode, I came across a shit ton of other interesting stuff. That I thought needed its own episode. Fucking amazing. Man. Yeah. So here we are today in episode 44, 044. And by here, my friends, what I mean is we need to take a trip to the Mediterranean. Fuck yes, we <laughs> do. Take me to the beach. <laughs> we fucking deserve it. Uh, we need to go to a little country known as Greece. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I love Greece. I've never been, but I love it. Um, from what I've Googled, it looks amazing. Now, uh, <laughs> where is it on the map of the world for my fellow geographically challenged Americans? Don't despair. Picture the heel of Italy. Okay. Okay. Now, just southeast from there is Greece. Amazing. And tucked away in the very southeast of Greece by the coast is Athens. Voila. There you go. Amazing. Here we are. We are in the Athenian neighborhood called Karamikos. And Karamikos is divided into two sections. Okay. Inner and outer Karamikos. Very easy to remember. That's right. There's an innie and an outie. There you go. Uh, inner Karamikos is where ancient Greeks crafted, bought, and sold pottery. And uh, you know how New York City is like divided into the fashion district or the fucking meatpacking district? Oh, yes. Okay. Now, this district is just known as the pottery district. Okay. Yeah. So it's, and it was the important. Okay. Uh, actually, okay. <laughs> I mean, actually to say... Important, that's an understatement. I mean, you name it, the ancient Greeks stored it in pottery. So basically. so yeah. What I'm what I can hear is um 
and this might be crazy uh, that I'm about to say this, but did the Greeks really like uh, pottery a lot? <laughs> I think so. I mean, do, get, you do, you, do you think they maybe found it important? They <laughs> <laughs> did. Okay. A little bit. I mean, go, haul your ass to a fucking history museum. The first thing you're going to see is a shit ton of pottery. It's so true, though. It's just, just fucking everywhere. It's so true. And it does not get enough recognition. Everyone's looking at the paintings, but no one's looking at the pottery. That's right. You know who is? This right. this girl. That's right. She was pointing to herself. I'm pointing. That's you right. can't see it, but That's I am pointing to myself. And I do. I do look at the pottery. And, 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 and while you're admiring the pottery, you yeah. probably notice some decorations and some figures. And oh, oh, for blah, sure. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. Lots of crap (laughs) on those pots. So much crap on the pots. Uh, So (laughs) those decorations, you know, they weren't just for aesthetics. It recorded history, myths, wars, politics, the whole shebang. So so pots were kind of like books. (laughs) That's right. Pots were the books of the day. Got it. Okay. Pots were the books of the... Yeah, time. That's exactly what you said. (laughs) It sounded better coming out of you. Put it on a tote. Okay, so uh, the Pottery District was literally named the fucking Pottery District. Um, Awesome. (laughs) Very clear. The OG Latin name of Keramikos was Ceramicus, where we get the English word for ceramics. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. There you go. Now, Adder Keramikos was totally different, but equally important. Okay. Uh, for years, it functioned as a massive, massive cemetery. What? <laughs> okay, so it's like dead people on the outside, pots on the inside? Exactly. Bustling, bustling storefront on the inside. What? Dead people everywhere else. That's... <laughs> okay, Grace. Yeah, so. Why not... Why not? Why not? It's a very odd Tootsie Pop. I think, I think oh, I my God. Like <laughs> so, oh, my God. Very that's, odd. That's hilarious. So uh, it was a massive cemetery. Uh, for example, there's at least 6,500 burial plots and 1,000 tombs from the 4th and 5th century Holy BCE. Shit. Yeah. And there's also, you guessed it, a plague pit. What? That's right. I've heard of these. Yeah. There's a plague pit that dates back to roughly 430 BCE when disease hit the area hard and fast. Um, in two years, about a third of the local population died. Wow. Yeah, a third. People were dying faster than they could possibly be buried, so this pit was created. Oh, that's so scary. I know. Ugh. Now, if this all sounds like a gold mine <laughs> for archaeologists... You're right. Uh, Amazing. (laughs) Excavations in Keramikos began in 1870, and they're still making discoveries to this very day. Enter Dr. Judah Storzek. Now, he was the director of a particular excavation that wrapped ancient gossip, shade, black magic, and Greek superstition into one. All my favorite things. All just... What a, you know, with a... Uh, Gossip shade and black magic. <laughs> Sorry, what a Tootsie Pop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like most discoveries, it was by accident. Of now, course. Like any proper Athenian neighborhood, you've got to have a bathhouse. Duh! I mean, come on, man. What do you do after you buy your pots? That's and, right. And bury your dead. <laughs> you get naked. Of you course. Get, <laughs> you get naked in a very hot room. With a lot of people. <laughs> so, uh, so, Karamikos... That's the place to be to do that. Um, now, this 
bathhouse is what Strozek, sorry, Strozek, I hope I'm saying it's Strozek, it's a very, it's a lot of um, consonants. Yes, Strozek. So this is what his team was focusing on back in 2016, uh, the Karamigos bathhouse, and specifically the water supply for it, which was a well. Oh. Okay, now, I'm a murderino and a horror buff, so after I read about this well, I couldn't help but think of The Ring. Amazing, which I recently watched, because they <laughs> recently put it on Netflix, so I could not help myself. There you go. So you're up to date. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, and honestly, something coming back from the land of the dead to cause harm isn't that far off in this case. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. Let me explain. Um Now, this well is hella old and has seen a lot. It operated for about four centuries, from the 5th to the 1st century BCE. Okay, okay. It's fucking old. Yeah. And at the bottom of the well, about 33 feet down, the team found lots of stuff you'd expect. Dead little girls? (laughs) Even weirder. Oh, my gosh. Now, the normal shit you'd find uh, to use... You know, to like to use to draw water from the well that was found, like okay. cooking pots, a bucket, exactly buckets, drinking cups, parts of the wooden pulley system were found also. Okay, okay, okay. okay. And there was a few unexpected things. Okay, that were down there. Uh, there was a trinket box. Oh, fun. <laughs> there was a tiny model sarcophagus, complete with a tiny figurine inside it. Also fun. Question <laughs> mark. Uh, a number of bronze coins, so money was down there. Amazing. Okay. And 30 tiny lead tablets with inscriptions. Okay. What did they say? <laughs> That's right. Did they say where the real bodies were? <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's even weirder than that. Okay, okay. So these tablets dated back way back to 2,500 years ago. That's so old. Yeah. So so, so reading them was going to take a minute. Uh, one, they were a hot mess because they were 2,500 years old. And two, the writing was so tiny. Was, oh, I hate that. It was just itty-bitty, as though it wasn't meant for any random person to read. Ah, uh, secrets! <laughs> so... The team used some bonkers technology called reflectance transformation imaging. Anyway... It took. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to go into that. That's another episode. I can. I was going to ask what that is, but I was like, you know what? I'm not. That's that would take. You Google that on your own time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it fucking it took several years to use that technology, and by 2020, of course, it was determined those 30 tablets were 30 curses. Yes. (laughs) Fucking amazing. So, I know what you're thinking. Who did they curse, and why the fuck are they down there? Exactly what I was thinking. Tell me more. (laughs) So, to answer this, we need to head back even further in time. Now, for untold millennia, Greeks dabbled in the air quotes, black arts. Okay. For all the reasons you'd probably suspect. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please read from Harrods.com as to why a hex would be hexed. Okay, yes, yes, I would. Here we go. I would. All right. (laughs) Um, Quote, uh, there seem to have been four main types of reasons to curse someone, to win a lawsuit by cursing the opponent's tongue and hands, for example, for business purposes, for instance, cursing metalsmiths, bankers, sex workers, and pimps, and to win athletic contests. And 
of course, because of love and hate. End quote. Yep. Um, I I agree. These are all reasons I would use a curse. (laughs) I also want to win a lawsuit. (laughs) I also want to do it for business purposes. And I also want to curse uh, my metalsmith. So <laughs> that's right. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That son of a bitch. Fucking Jeff. <laughs> I love how his name's Jeff. Jeff the metalsmith. <laughs> we all have a, a Jeff the metalsmith in our lives, right? Oh, at least that's several. relatable. Yeah. <laughs> I have several Jeffs. Okay. Now, speaking of love and hate, uh, I have the honor of telling you about one of the tablets found down the well. Now, Amazing. Dr. Marissa, I want to show you a photo of it first. Okay. And if you could, please provide some detail, uh, especially about the size and how hard it is to read, blah, blah, blah. And of course, every photo we talk about today is going to be on our social medias, Instagram, Twitter. All the places. All the fucking places. And I'm pulling up the photo right now for you to see. And what do you think? So this is a tablet. This is what they call the tablet, yeah. Okay, so it does not look... When I was imagining a tablet, I was imagining, like, a piece of stone. Mm-hmm. Well, this is made out of lead. Oh, okay. So what it looks like, it actually looks like um, hide. Yeah. Almost. And it's um, it's kind of like almost a rectangle, but quite off. Um and it almost looks like it folds in the middle, like mm-hmm. a book. Um, and it, it really looks like some sort of cowhide. Yeah. And it, it, it has like a wrinkled texture to it. It's sort of um, white, but also there's a reddish t- tinge to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it almost looks wrinkled. Yeah. And honestly, like you said, it looks like, like jerky it's as thin as jerky a strip of jerky and honestly if you saw it there's to our eyes it looks like there's absolutely nothing written on it no yeah i i forgot to mention that as well because i'm not even thinking about it (laughs) because it's yeah yeah so now if you take a look down here there's a tiny tiny ruler that says it's only five centimeters across now five centimeters is only half an inch yeah, half an inch across. And according to Dr. Strozek, uh, this quote was a curse against the newlywed Glycera, focusing on her vulva by someone jealous of her marriage. End quote. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> the newlywed Glycera. Mm-hmm. So someone was cursing someone's vagina. That's right. Because they were jealous. Exactly. To put in modern terms. Exactly. Yeah. Fucking Glycella. <laughs> Glycera. Sorry. Yeah. So now put a pin in the size. We'll get to why this curse, well, well, why all the curses in the well were so small. Yeah. But first, notice that the hex is anonymous. Okay. This is standard. Like trolls of the internet today, people who wanted to start shit didn't leave their identity. Oh, my God. Only, only the person to be harmed or cursed was identified. So <gasps> Glycera... Someone was like, someone had shit with her. And yeah. This is like the YouTube comments. Yeah, exactly. Of the, of the ancient times. There you go. Yeah. Oh my God. Some shit. Now, 
For ages upon ages, it was actually tradition to place hexes inside coffins or tombs. Okay. Now, Dr. Mercer, would you please read further from Harrods.com as to why coffins were the standard practice for so long? Absolutely. All right. Quote, a tablet hexing a person very much alive had to be put into the tomb of the fresh corpse of a person who died prematurely, having failed to complete the normal life cycle, such as a child or an unmarried person or a person who died by violence, like murder victims or war casualties, Strzok says. As their souls were believed to be unquiet, they could carry the messages between the underworld and the mortal sphere. And quote, that's fucking brilliant. There you go. That is fucking brilliant and <laughs> so rude yes. to dead people. Yes. It is, I get it, but also I would that's never do that. So rude. But so, also, yeah. if you really had to hex someone. Yeah. Yeah. And and you had no Google to tell you that um magic might not be real. Um <laughs> you gotta get you gotta get to that body. You got to get to that body. So there was a deep superstition that those who died tragically remained active around their burial plot, haunting it kind of, for a short period. And that gave people with an axe to grind time to make a curse and shove it in their coffin. There you go. And when it was time for the recent dead to pass into the underworld, they'd act as like a FedEx carrier, hopefully delivering the tablet to a vengeful god or demon who would hopefully get your message and do your bidding. What a process, what you know? Process. Who the fuck came up with this shit? <laughs> Who was like, you know what? <laughs> Since you're going there, can you take this for me? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. It's so uh-huh. weird. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's some sort of, like, I don't know, it, it does something else. I, don't, I, ca- I can't even think of it. Yeah. Like, there's some sort of other help like it helps the person who buries people like having that extra stone in there yeah i don't know i don't know i think it just helps the the hexer i think yeah yeah i think that's it now get this people stuffing coffins with hexes became such a prevalent problem that a law was created to put a stop to it oh my god you guys <laughs> they did it too much that's right Demetrios of phaleron who ruled athens from 317 to 307 BCE was like, yo, we got to stop messing with the dead. Like you said, it's fucking rude. Yeah. Especially when strangers are using the tomb of someone who isn't a family member. Yeah. So a law was created, but it only specified that you couldn't stuff a tomb or a coffin. Okay. So people are going to be people and they're going to find another way to be an asshole. Of course they are. They (laughs) always do. (laughs) So... This is when hexing became, well, it started to become, like, creative. Okay. okay? It, so, because it wasn't before. <laughs> didn't, uh, yeah, didn't have that je ne sais quoi before. Uh-huh. No. So, enter the well. Uh, ancient Greeks also believed that fresh water was protected by nymphs. Okay. Um, think fairies, but aquatic. And these nymphs also had direct access to the underworld. Okay, okay. I have a thought. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, so the person who sells the rocks that people use to make their hexes. Yeah. I think this guy came up with all of this bullshit. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I have some rocks. How the fuck am I going to sell them? <laughs> Here we go to get back at people they don't like. 
And um, and then when the the coffin law happened, he was like, "Fuck, what do I do?" <laughs> He's like, "Okay, what if there's another play? Okay, nymphs, nymphs, the well, it's the well, <laughs> it's deep." Dude, Perfect. this was a sales pitch. Oh, probably. Of course. Every every problem is due to capitalism. It's so true. <laughs> every problem and solution is due to capitalism. There you go. So someone was making money off of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. So instead of human-sized tablets, nymph-sized tablets were created to be carried yonder. So that explains the size where there were only, where they were only like oh, half an inch across. And so little nymphs, I, do you like how I went from like, this isn't real to being like, oh, so the little nymphs <laughs> can <laughs> carry them. <laughs> exactly. There, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, now, Dr. Marissa, would you please read from our source as to why those other items were probably tossed in the well as well? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, water, and in particular drinking water, was sacred, Strzok says. Uh, in Greek religion, it was protected by nymphs who could become very mischievous when their water was treated badly. End quote. To appease these emotions, precious godlets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, my God. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I, I was trying delete, to delete, appease, delete, delete. <laughs> I was trying to appease my own emotions. Okay, to appease these emotionally precarious godlets, offerings such as miniature vessels containing liquids and other gifts were thrown into the water. There you go. End quote. Got it. Nailed um, it. Nailed, nailed it. it. <laughs> also, I've never heard the word godlet, which is so cute. So it's a tiny god. There you go. Oh my god. Oh my godlet. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners are like, oh god, oh, god you guys. Again. So this is one example of how Greeks got their hex on, but throwing tiny tablets down a well for interdimensional creatures. That's not even the tip of the hexing iceberg. What? That's right. After the break, we've got another intense example of a curse that did not come to play. Okay. If you want to hear about a magic jar, a dead chicken, and pissed off employees, you got to stay tuned. Fuck yeah, I will. (laughs) And we're back. We are so back. We're so back, and we're taking a short walk from... Karamikos to another poppin' area of Athens. Okay. (laughs) Okay. We're going to Agora. Ooh. I have no idea what that is. Okay. (laughs) Now, ancient Agora was kind of like Main Street today. Uh, According to Britannica.com, it was where the classical Greeks of the 5th century BCE headed for their, quote, daily religious, political, judicial, social, and commercial activity. Oh. End quote. Oh, would you so, say, okay, mm, um, yeah, would you say that someone who is fearful of Agora would be agoraphobic? Oh, she, she did it. She went there. Am I fired from the podcast? <laughs> okay. All right. It was great, great knowing you guys. Well, she had a good run. Thank you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> She's coming back. I'm just kidding. I'm back. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you're back. Me too. <laughs> so okay. So, uh, it was... Oh, it, let's talk about the layout for a yes, second. Yes, yes. So, in terms of layout, each trade or profession had their own designated quarters. Oh, that's very so, smart. Yeah, so it was very organized. Yeah. Now, 
And it was here in 2006, the floor was removed from what archaeologists called uh, Agora's classical commercial building. Okay. And it was where crafts and like useful items were sold. Think miscellaneous houseware stuff, maybe like a Bed Bath & Beyond type of thing. Amazing. I can see it now, and I'm stressed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, in one of the back corners of this ancient Bed Bath & Beyond, researchers found a buried ceramic pot. Okay. And it wasn't until this year, 2021, Jessica Lamont, a classics professor at Yale University, was able to conclude what the hell was uncovered and publish her findings. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please be so kind to read from that study, and it was called The Curious Case of the Cursed Chicken, a new binding ritual from the Athenian Agora. What? As to what exactly was found. Of course. Let me pull that up for you. All right, quote, an elaborate curse ritual from around 300 BC, which uh, comprised of four parts. Number one, a small ceramic vessel, the exterior of which was inscribed with 55 names and possibly a verb of binding. Number two, a large iron nail with a flat head punched from the mouth of the vessel down through the underside of the pot. Number three, a small (laughs) bronze coin atop the wide nail head and... Number four, the dismembered head, lowered legs, and feet of a young chicken. And quote, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Right. Sounds like some witch stuff. Total witch stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Next level witch stuff from tablets. From yeah. Tablet. Yeah. So I'd like to show you some pictures of the pot, its innards, and all of the inscriptions. And again, all of these images we talk about today will be on our Instagram, well, that's interesting pod, and our Twitter, uh, at WTI underscore pod. So please play along with us. <laughs> Dr. Marissa, anything you'd like to add to the description? Here's the pot in two different, uh, two different angles. Uh, yeah. Okay. And now, all of these, what looks like dents, all of this from top to bottom, those are letters. Holy shit. So what would you like to add? And- so at first glance, and this is my opinion as a fake doctor, um, <laughs> the pots, are, they're, they're pretty boring looking before you look up close. Um, it kind of looks like they both have little uh So this is handles. one pot, one oh, pot two different two different angles. Oh I know, I know, I know. So the one on the, the left, it looks like it has a little handle. Uh, it almost looks like a coffee mug. Yeah. Um, and then at the very bottom, you can see the little hole. And you can see the hole a little better in the second picture. But when you look up really, really close, you can see a whole lot of letters. That's right. Covering the entire, everything I can see from both of these angles is covered in writing. Yes, exactly. And here's another photo, and this is of the entire set. The pot, the chicken bones, and the nail. Um, here's the nail here. Yeah. And it's, it it's, looks like that because it's 2,300 years old. <laughs> yeah, basically we're looking at chicken remains and, and the pot, uh, or and the pot and the nail and it, it just looks like what you think it is, which is yeah. a really old chicken bones and a really old nail. Exactly. So. exactly. so let's break down the scene even further. 
After a close examination of the bones, it turns out this chicken was no more than seven months old. Oh. And it wasn't butchered traditionally. Okay. Um, there were no cuts in the bones. So I'm sorry to be graphic here, so please skip ahead if you don't want to hear how this animal died in about 30 seconds or so. Well, they could tell that this chicken was de- decapitated by a ringing motion. Oh, okay. I understand. Okay? Yeah. And even the smallest bones of the feet were found, so that meant the skin and feathers were still attached when the parts were stuffed into the pot. Wow. Okay. So, so basically what I'm saying here is that it was just pulled apart. Yeah. And if that sounds brutal, it certainly fucking was, and that was the point. Now, according to the researcher, Jessica Lamont, this magic jar was meant to, quote, transfer the chick's helplessness and inability to protect itself to the people whose names are inscribed on the jar. That is sinister as fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I... Yeah. That is incredible. That is very disturbing. (laughs) Yeah. And my friends, there was a literal nine-inch nail driven through it all, and it really was the exclamation point at the end of the cursed sentence. Oh, my um, God. Does um, Trent know? <laughs> yeah. Is this how Trent got got the name of the band? I've never looked that up. So, I don't know. Write, write into us if you know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to forget to Google later. So. I'll email him. I'll see yeah. what he says. <laughs> so, quote, this ritual belongs to the realm of Athenian binding curses and aims to bind or inhibit the physical and cognitive uh, faculties of the named individuals, end quote. So who would want to incapacitate 55 people and why? Dude, that's a small town. Like, (laughs) they're not fucking around with this pot. Yeah, that's a lot of goddamn people. And it's a surprising number for a curse of this time period. Remember that last curse about that one person's vulva? Yeah. So that's like a typical curse. (laughs) Okay, okay. It wasn't about like, rendering people as helpless as this poor chicken. Yeah, this 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 pot is really out there. And also super surprising, there's two different types of handwriting on the pot. Oh my god. Yeah. There's one batch of names that was written in one style of handwriting and another batch of names in another. Which means there was two people working in tandem friends. to make this curse. Yeah. There were friends <laughs> or coworkers. I don't know. Yeah, the location of the curse actually reveals a lot, too. Uh, Remember, it was placed under the floor of this store. Yeah. Okay, so it may be, you guessed it, a workplace dispute. (gasps) Oh, my God, they killed their coworkers. (laughs) They cursed their coworkers. I don't know. Kill, curse. How it unfolded. I mean, they they pulled out the head of a chicken. I mean, that's... That's, They're not (laughs) not fucking around. So, Dr. Marissa, would you please be so kind to tell us what Lamont told LiveScience.com in an email. Absolutely. All right, quote, the curse could have been created by craftspersons working in the industrial building itself, perhaps in the lead up to a trial concerning an inter-workplace conflict. The sheer number of names makes an impending lawsuit the most likely scenario, Lamont wrote, noting that curse composers might cite all imaginable opponents in their maledictions, including witnesses, families, and supporters of the opposition. And quote, dude. Yeah, man. This is some deep shit. (laughs) It's like, not only am I going to get you, I'm going to get your family. I'm going to get your friends. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get anyone who likes 
any of your Instagram posts. That's all right. of your supporters are on this pot. They are on that motherfucking pot. Yeah. Uh, spellings of the names reveal somewhere between a third to half of the people listed were women, okay. which means that they could be workers or wives, daughters, even slaves of the upper class men who are listed as well. Wow. So, yeah, everybody was on this fucking pot. Everyone. Yeah. So, in sum, the running theory is a conflict between craftspeople for reasons that remain to be seen. We don't know why, but we do know that this was one toxic fucking workplace at some point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. So just be thankful. The next time you get a passive-aggressive note from a coworker, it could have been a dead chicken with a nail through it. That's right, folks. Hold that one tight. (laughs) That's right. Could have been a lot worse. And that is the end of our episode 044, How the Greeks Hexed the Living. This is, I think, one of my favorite um, episodes ever. I love <laughs> I love some witchy shit. I don't think I would ever do any of this, but I love knowing that it's out there. It really keeps really keeps me on my toes. Yeah. Really just just makes you happy. If you could see her face, folks, I've never seen her smile so wide. Yeah. <laughs> so. I, I I hope I never make it on anyone's pot list. <laughs> Oh, but, oh shit. Um, but yeah, this is fucking interesting as hell. Yeah. That's something you keep to yourself. Who's on your pot list? Ooh. Who's on your pot list? <laughs> I'm not gonna say on the podcast. So thank you for subscribing, rating, telling your friends about ancient pots and nymphs taking notes to hell for demons. Seriously. <laughs> so, Thank you so much. Uh, Tell all of your friends um, about the podcast, but also about the nymph notes and the chicken pots. So, (laughs) and please stay interesting. Please do.